0: This podcast is sponsored by the Marching Roundtable Judges Academy, found at JudgesAcademy.com. Listeners have asked us how we produce the podcasts here at the Marching Roundtable. So on this podcast, I talk with Mark Sylvie about the process of scheduling, recording, editing, and releasing the podcasts. We think you'll be surprised by all the steps involved and which parts take the longest. Hint, it's not the recording part. Listen now to a conversation about how we make a podcast on the Marching Roundtable. This podcast is sponsored by the Marching Roundtable Judges Academy, found at judgesacademy.com. Dr. Joe Allison, one of the Marching Arts most respected and experienced judges, has brought his expertise together with Tim Hinton from the Marching Roundtable to create an innovative new series of online courses offering judges training and assessment education for everyone interested in the Marching Arts. The online course allows each student to progress at their own pace while being paired with a mentor who's a top judge in our activity. The course is for aspiring judges, or for active judges to improve their skills and expertise. But there's also valuable information here to benefit designers, directors, instructors, and spectators. Find out more at JudgesAcademy.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Marching Roundtable. This is Tim Hinn. On the line with me tonight, Mark Sylvie. Mark, how are you? I'm great, Tim, and I've got a question for you. <laughs> okay, hit me.
1: I've always been interested in to see what all goes on to create one of these podcasts. I've been involved in a couple of them, but I don't know what really goes on with how
0: you create them and was hoping maybe we could discuss that a little bit tonight. Well, you know, we get, I get this question from time to time. Um, and actually one time a friend of mine sent me an email and said, I have a friend that wants to start a podcast about something. You know, can you tell, could you share with them what all you have to do? And what I did was I started just typing into an email a list of all the steps that went into getting one put together and and it was like line after line after line. it was like thirty minutes later I'm still typing and and at that point, I realized you know there's this is there's a lot of steps to this that take a lot of time that people don't realize. So I I don't want to sound like, you know, yay, me, feel sad for me for all the work I have to do and that we all do here on the the marketing roundtable, but I'm stammering on and on just to say there are a whole bunch of steps, so I'm not even sure how to begin, but what would you like to know? Well, that's a good place.
1: How do you begin a podcast? I mean, let's say that you're going to do one on a particular topic and you've contacted the person that you're going to talk to what happens next? Well, let see. The things you just
0: said are the hardest part. So <laughs> it's interesting. You, you ran right by the two things that take the longest. Number one is coming up with what you want to talk about. So I have a list, a page that I keep on my computer, a document that has all these guests that we've said we wanted to talk to. It has a list of guests that have already said, yes, we will talk to you when I can get them scheduled. Then I have a list of topics that people have suggested. John Bogenschutz, who's one of our team members, is great at this. He'll be driving to work at the Apple store and he'll call me and say, I just had an idea for a podcast. What if we did this? And I'll say, that's brilliant. And then I'll go to my list and write it down. So I have a giant piece of paper, a giant document on my computer that has many, many, many lists of names of people, topics, subjects that we've thought about that we want to talk about, and then of course new topics are presenting themselves all the time. So how do you how do you prioritize what you want to do? Yeah, good question. I guess uh, we try to make it a variety. Um, so we're always trying to like put out a variety of things. For example, we have some drummers that only want to hear percussion topics and then we know we have guard people that only want to hear guard topics but then we have people that listen to everything and and so everybody has their different interests so we don't we try to mix it up Um, and then we try to do things that seem sometimes they're sort of time sensitive you know it takes usually a month or two to record something edit it and then have it actually be released sometimes we've released things the next day rarely. And sometimes we've released things six months later. So it, it, but usually it's a month or two after we record it, that it actually gets released. But we try to find things that seem um, sort of topical at the time or things that we're interested in. Like we did a series about the, the drum field judge last winter, because there was a lot of talk about it. We were all concerned about it. There was the uh, EKU marching arts research team field study going on about it. So we did sort of a, like a three or four podcast series there, but most of the time I try to mix them up.
1: Well, I remember, too, when the Florida A&M situation came up, you had some pretty uh, timely uh, podcasts about that discussion as well.
0: Right. And so we if there's things that happen that are important that are topics that we feel like we want to address, it we try to do them as quickly as possible. But even then, it's hard to get something out really quickly because it's hard to schedule people and it's hard to get the right people together and, and then find the time to record, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Okay, that's that's the next point then. All right, you've decided on a topic. Now, how do you decide who and how do you
0: get them to participate? Right. Well, this is where Dr. Joe Allison is so brilliant because, first off, he knows everybody, and everybody likes him, <laughs> and he is like our – Uh, our conduit to all the great people. And so what a lot of times what will happen is we'll come up with a topic and he'll go, you know, who would be perfect to talk about that is this guy over here. And then because Joe is so great at that, he will often make the first contact. So that's the trick is figuring out how to get hold of somebody. And then somebody, and often it's Joe has to make the initial contact, um, you know, to basically send them an email and say, hey, we want, you know, would you be willing to be on a podcast with us? We want to talk about this thing over here. Um, and um, I imagine
1: some people are immediately available and sometimes you would have to
0: wait on others. Yeah, well, hardly anybody's immediately available. It It's it, sometimes. But um most of the time we have to fe- well... Here's the way it goes. Most of the people we talk to are really great at what they do and they're very, very busy people. And so that's great because we, you know, they have a lot going on, but it's hard to get them scheduled. So the process of getting someone scheduled, once they say, yes, I'll do it. And I would, I would be willing to talk about that or whatever. And almost always people say yes if they can. But then the trick is scheduling. I have to tell you, Mark, the scheduling is the hardest part of the whole thing. You'll have your people call
1: their people and their people will call your people and you'll get
0: together on a date. Well, it's, it's, it's email. What I do is I have a calendar that I keep. One is the release schedule and one is the record schedule. And I have this document that with the calendar dates listed on it. And I usually have maybe the two upcoming months on there. We have sort of an ongoing Wednesday night recording date that we have used since the very beginning, four years ago. So Almost always on a Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, I'm sitting here recording a podcast. Unless I'm out of town, sometimes we've switched it to another day or whatever. And then we do have some that happen other other days and times. But there's that's our sort of go-to normal time. So what I'll typically do is I will then email that guest. If it's just one person, I'll email them and say, thanks for agreeing with Dr. Allison to talk with us about this subject um, Here, let's, I'm going to start by pitching some possible dates. And then I'll say, you know, this date, this Wednesday, this Wednesday. And I'll usually give them three or four possible recording dates and say, do any of these fit your schedule? And then hopefully in a timely manner, they can respond and say, you know, here's what my calendar allow. And we get them on the calendar where this gets really complicated is, is when we have three or four or five people in a podcast at the same time. Then we're matching all of these people's calendars. And that's really tricky. So there'll be a podcast that'll go out and it'll have me and Dr. Allison and maybe Mary, who are our usual team people. And then there'll be this guest A, guest B, guest C, maybe guest D. So there's right there seven schedules that we have to coordinate. So I'll do the same thing. I'll say, let's start with these dates. I'll put out some specific Wednesday nights or whatever dates we're looking at. And say, please respond and let us know which ones you can do. Now, the, the problem gets that everybody's busy and not, you know, I don't, I do this with my emails. Sometimes you forget to respond to one or you have to wait and you have to check with somebody. You have to check with your wife. You have to check with your work. You know, is there a kid's softball game that night? So people have to take some time to figure out their schedules and then get back to me. So that is what takes the most time in putting a podcast together for me as sort of the manager of the podcast is sending follow-up emails, getting people to respond, checking back with people. And then sometimes no dates work. Let's try these dates. Oh, can you do it on a Thursday? Um, You know, and and some of the really top people are very busy and it's hard to find a time.
1: Well, I can certainly understand that. And it sounds like uh, it is. It's a
0: Herculean effort for you to get those things
1: uh, scheduled properly. But now let's assume that we've got it scheduled and we're at the night of the
0: podcast. Tell me what happens first. Okay, well, see, it's, it's so funny the way this is happening because there's a million things that happen before the night of the podcast so <laughs> okay so, so see, this is
1: this is good because these are the things that i don't think i appreciate and certainly most of the of the listeners probably think it's a uh, something you do on the spur of the moment and it's certainly not and so this is very helpful to, to let people understand what all goes into all this work that you do
0: well and i don't you know I, I didn't want to have this discussion to sort of let you know let everybody go hey look how much work they're doing but i think people might be interested to know how much there is to it at the very least i create a script And what I, I have a piece of paper that I have sitting next to me when I'm recording and it has, um, you know, the title of the, the topic, the time the date, and then it has the list of the people. And then what I, what I have to do sometimes is do a little bit of background work because if it's somebody that I don't know, I sometimes have to do a little bit of Googling around to make sure that, you know, like we'll typically say, well, we know that you do this, you're the director of this core, whatever. And then we'll say, tell us about what you do. So I don't have to do extensive research, but, um, you know, I have to know the basics to introduce them correctly. Um, now, you said script. You don't have the answers to the questions that you're going to ask, do you? No, and I actually don't even have all the questions. But what I have is like a listing of the main topics. So I know that if we're going to talk about a color guard thing, well, then I'll have, um, you know, we want to talk about this particular show. We want to talk about this topic, whatever. And it's sort of a list of of the main it, the main topics and things we want to hit upon or something that I specifically want to ask or whatever, or that somebody from our Facebook, you know, a lot of people from our Facebook page, I'll put on there, you know, Hey, we're going to be talking to so-and-so on this date. What do you want to ask them? And we get lots of great suggestions on that. If anybody's listening, they can follow us on Facebook at March Roundtable. just search for March Roundtable on Facebook. And a lot of times we will ask for their suggestions and those are great. And then I'll say, I can say, which is great. I can say to the guest, you know, John from our Facebook page, Asked, wanted to know this. But anyway, so I'll, anything like that, that that people have wanted to know or that we want to talk about, I just have the listing of the basic topics down there. And then as the podcast is going on, um, I'll sort of check them off as we get to them or make notes. Um, there's other things I do while the podcast is going on, too. I don't want to jump ahead. But I always create a script, which is basically just a piece of paper with the people that are going to be on it, their names, basic some basic information about them, and the main topics.
1: Okay. How do you actually get the people how do you actually get the people to the recording?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. We record on Skype. And so that's the another part of the process that I have to do beforehand is once someone agrees and once we have a date, then I have to go back to them again and say, okay, we do this on Skype, so I need you to get send me your Skype contact information. Then I send them a a contact request on Skype so that I can then call them. Sometimes people are new, they haven't used Skype. So then I have to, you know, which is fine. I'm happy to do that. We set up some time to help them get it on their computer, do a practice Skype, whatever, make sure it's working. Um, so that's something we do. I also ask them for a picture that we can use with the release. Um, sometimes if we have multiple people on a podcast, my, um, my partner, Lee, is a graphic designer. I'll send him the pictures of all the people, and we put them together into a square. So there's all these little pieces of the puzzle that we asked them before, and we remind them that they have to wear headphones when we're recording as well because on Skype, um, if you listen on your computer and there are three or four or five people on the line, you can get some feedback in the background if you're listening on your computer speakers. So everybody that's when we record these podcasts, everybody has headphones on, and they're listening through their headphones, so all they can hear is... You know, it's not out there where they're being recorded their voice. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and
1: I'm sure Skype always works perfectly when you're trying to connect up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing. We've had lots of adventures with Skype. Um, it's a great system and it's free and it's easy to use once you can get on. There have been times where we have struggled to try to get someone on um, for some reason, they won't have a good connection. We've had people go park their car outside of a Starbucks or something to try to get a better signal than they could get at home. We wow. have one guy in our drum podcast that sometimes like is standing on his dining room table <laughs> because that's where his signal is the best. So there can be a lot of adventures trying to get everybody with a good signal. That's what happens when we first sign on. I'll start calling everybody, say our recording's at 7.30 on a Wednesday night. I'll start calling people one by one and adding them to the Skype call. And then one by one, we check and make sure we can hear them, that they can hear us, that they have their headphones on, that they have a good signal. That can take a little bit of time sometimes if people have a bad signal or they're having some issues with their equipment.
1: Now, typically, let's say that you have a podcast that you release that's an hour. How much material will there be? That you have that goes into that hour—is it more than an hour, or or do you
0: usually record exactly what you use? <laughs> no, we always talk more than we, re- when we release. Um, well, now let me not only say that wrong. There's always like a say hello, get everybody's equipment working sort of thing at the beginning. I need to make sure I know how to pronounce everybody's name correctly. And then we sort of make sure everybody's ready to go and see if they have any questions at all. I always remind everybody before we start that the more it can be just relaxed, like we're sitting around talking, the more people like to listen to it. Nobody wants to hear a lecture or anything. So we we talk about all those things. Um, gosh, what was the question? <laughs> Is the,
1: uh, what I'm,
0: was wondering is, (laughs) when
1: you you record, how much of it ends up on the cutting room floor?
0: Well, most of the time we just record it and it's, when it's done, we're done. Now that most, almost every single time when we're done, I'll say, okay, we're done recording and then we'll talk a little more. Sometimes we talk a whole lot more, but usually that's about it. I'll thank everybody again. We'll sign off. But there it's always editing that goes on. We have this wonderful editor. His name is Aaron Osborne, and he's been with us from the very beginning. Originally, he was a student at Eastern Kentucky University, and he was doing this for free. Now, thankfully, we're in a position where we can pay him for each of the podcasts that we actually pay him a monthly fee for all the work he does preparing the, modca- the podcast for each month. But what I do at the end of – um I guess I'm jumping ahead, but let me go ahead and say this. At the end of – well. The best way I can explain this is to say, while the podcast is going on, I'm taking notes because I need to write down when we start. I need to write down when we end. And then anytime that somebody says something that seems important that I might use as one of the quotes we use at the beginning, like at the beginning of the podcast, we like to have an introduction so that we have a couple quotes from people sort of giving people the idea of what we're talking about and what it might be like. And we try to make those as interesting as possible. So I will, as the podcast is going on, I'm making notes on a piece of paper Um, Oh, here at eight minutes and 32 on my recorder, um, you know, somebody said something about this topic and I'll make a note. And then at the end I create for our editor, Aaron, I create a document that he calls an EDL, which I got to tell you, I don't even remember what that stands for now, but it's, (laughs) it's where I, I have this format that we always use. that says when it starts, when it ends, and then the file and the quote and all, it has all the information about how he's going to put it together. And I will put in there. First thing is the, my introduction, number one, then the quote from the guest, which starts at this time and ends at this time. And I put the, what the quote is and that kind of thing. And then my next introduction, that kind of thing. So I create this document for him that he uses to edit it all together. Now, where I was going with all this is a lot of times things do go wrong and we have to stop and edit. So if somebody gets kicked off of Skype and all of a sudden they're gone from the conversation, then everything <laughs> stops. The recorder's still going and I make a notation edit somewhere around three minutes, 40 seconds stop. And then once they get back on, we have to call them back, whatever happens and we can start again. Then I'll notate that. Then when I create the EDL for Aaron, I'll notate the edits on there. And he goes in and puts that together so that the listener doesn't know that that happened. The miracle Um, of modern technology, right? That doesn't, some podcasts were lucky and we start and we record it and we're done and there's no edits. (laughs) Um, but sometimes there are things that happen every now and then somebody will, if it's somebody sort of important ish, sometimes we'll end at the podcast and they'll go, you know what? I said this, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't supposed to say that. You need to cut that out. That's only happened a few times. And I don't feel like I should necessarily say who those people typically are, but sometimes there are people in important positions and they, there are things they're not supposed to say. Or it's, it's something that's going to be happening this summer that they weren't supposed to tell us or whatever. So we feel excited because sometimes we get some insider stuff that we have to keep in our vault. But, um, sometimes we will, we will we'll cut something out. Or sometimes there'll be somebody that says, you know, when I said such and such, I'm afraid that might be misconstrued because I meant it as a joke blah blah. So we will sometimes go back and edit something out to make sure that nobody, um, feels uncomfortable. But most of the time, the edits come from problems that we had with Skype.
1: Excellent. Okay. So let's say that you've gotten done with the podcast and you've got it all sent off to Aaron. What do you have to do then to get it in final shape for well, uh, publication?
0: There's, there's one more piece of the puzzle. I, I feel like I keep adding it, steps, but let me, let me say there's one more step. When I'm creating the, uh, the document for Aaron that he's going to edit with, at the same time, I'm creating my script. Because there is an actual script that I say at the beginning and end of every podcast, and I have to type that out, and then I make the recordings. So those are those are two steps that also take me a lot of time. Usually at the end of every podcast, um, when we're done, then I start to make the edits, go back and listen, create my script. That all takes about another hour. So I would... I used to say that each podcast that we release, no matter what the length, usually takes about four or five hours total to produce. So here's an hour at the end. So at the end, when I'm creating the EDL for Aaron about how to edit it, I'm also typing up on my script. Number one, I have to type up the information that's going to be released with the podcast title. So, like, this one's going to be how we make a podcast, and then I'll have to come up with what the little tagline is going to be that it'll say on the website, like, Tim and Mark talk about... Um, you know, the process of putting a podcast together, I might even use that, something like that. Then there's another script where I say what I'm going to say in the introduction. Um, you know, it's always starts with this podcast is sponsored by so-and-so. And then I try to come up with something interesting to explain what the topic's about. Then I put in a quote and I say something else. I write that all down. I type it out onto a script page I have because when I'm making the recording later of that introduction, it goes fastest if I'm just reading and trying to sound like I'm talking so that that process takes a lot of time to write that script fix it all up um you know and then make the recordings the other thing i didn't mention also is every podcast has a sponsor and that i was going a,
1: to ask how do you decide which sponsors go with which podcast or do they get to decide that
0: it depends uh, it's we tr- you know we have a, po- a sponsor for every podcast we're very thankful for that that's really you know we're still i hate to say this but we're still not have not recouped our full investment from starting the podcast four years ago. So if anybody thinks that we're making tons of money from the marching round table podcast, that has not happened yet, but it keeps us going. It helps pay for our editor. It does help pay for our website, all of that stuff. And we are getting recouped slowly, but surely for our initial investment. But um, we have a sponsor for each podcast, finding the sponsors, contacting them, getting them to sign on. That's a whole nother a lot of time that takes a whole nother podcast. Yeah. That's, that's a whole nother thing. But, um, we did find out that people tend to want to be, um, some of our sponsors want to be associated with certain kinds of podcasts. For example, if it's a color guard uniform company, they're most likely wanting to be attached to a color guard podcast. Um, like Viz audio designs is Brian Harmson. He's a drum guy and he likes to sponsor drum podcasts, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, we we just did one about hearing um, hearing health for marchers, and so we got Edemotic hearing protection to sponsor that one. So sometimes, if I know there's a certain topic, I'll go to a sponsor and say, "Hey, we just did this thing about hearing health. Would you be willing to sponsor that?" You know, and Edemotic actually came on for four uh, for five podcasts in addition to that one about hearing health. But anyway, that's right. So I have to attach those. We have we have to come up with those scripts, get those from the sponsors, record those. So that's a whole another step of the process too.
1: All right, so you've got everything. You've got the sponsors. You've got your scripts together. You've sent it off to Aaron. Then what happens?
0: Right, so Aaron does the editing, and then he puts it in a Dropbox folder, which we have for all of our podcast stuff, and then – this I, this is ridiculous. I thought this was going to be a really short conversation, but there is a whole another really lengthy step. This might be the last step and that is posting the podcast to be released. And that is Yeah, that was my next question. Is what do you actually do to get it up <laughs> so people can see it? Well, I'm not sure this is going to be really interesting to anybody, but there here's what happens. There's a program called FileZilla that I use to download the podcast onto Wherever it is they exist, which honestly, I don't even know. Filezilla land. But I, what I do is I, I uh, have to open up Filezilla, then I drag the podcasts that we're adding in there and it downloads them onto whatever that server is where they are landing. Then I open up another window which is our backstage for the Marching Roundtable, that's where each of the podcasts is located. I have to create a document. There's like a certain format and a page that I have to fill out. And this is where it gets really tedious and complicated because it's one of those HTML computer things that has to be exactly right. And so I can do it in visual mode, but eventually I have to make sure the HTML is correct. But that's where everything that you see on the Marching Roundtable website or on iTunes that's where I have to put in that information exactly right, which is the script I wrote about the title. There's a certain way that you have to put in the sponsor information so that it shows up in the right place. That takes a whole lot of time because I have to put in the picture, I have to put in the sponsor a second time, I have to put in the sponsor address a second time, I have to put in a special notation for the I, the app that we have. That that one requires a whole nother addition because of when we added that. And then... I have to go to FileZilla and then I have to attach the media file, attach the title. And if I've done it right, this is the best moment after all of that. If I click on time and click on, um, I can't remember what the other one is, but it, it, it shows up the amount of time that the podcast lasts. And that's how I know that it actually is there. Then I have to set the date that's going to be released and the time it's going to be released, the, the, the audience that's going to listen to it because we have them divided up by guard, percussion, band directors, uh, visual, whatever. I click all of those. Once that's all right, I click on go or, or schedule, and then it's ready to go out on that day. That process takes a few hours when I'm – I usually can put up four or five or six podcasts at a time, and that takes a couple hours.
1: I was going to say that sounded
0: pretty complex Where you to have to do after you've <laughs> completed everything else. Yeah, that's when you actually are loading them in – and everything has to be exactly right there. So that's really a tedious process. But, you know, it's just part of it. And then once that's done, the only other thing that I do is every two weeks we put out a newsletter that says what's coming up and, um, you know, and tells everybody what the topics are going to be and what the guests are in the future. So that's another task that is ongoing. So all of that takes about four or five hours. Every time you listen to one, that's about the amount of time that we've put in behind the scenes. And I would say the number one part is Scheduling. And that certainly explains why, when you were trying to type that in an email, it was pages and pages and pages. (laughs) Well, and why I thought this was going to be a five minute conversation and it's a 25 minute conversation, but I hope this hasn't bored everybody to death. If anybody's interested in the specifics of like exactly what program we do there, whatever, I'm happy to share that. I I have a feeling, however, when my friend asked me for that information and I typed it up, I, I think that the Whoever was interested in doing a podcast may have run screaming in the other direction because it's, <laughs> there's a lot to it. Well, I will say we have procedures now so that it's like something I've done. You know, we're on like 250, 350 now. So I've done it 350 times. So it still takes a lot of time, but I do know how to do it now. I was going to
1: ask how many how many podcasts you had. and in, in four years, you've done, what, 350 or so?
0: I think we're – I think I just – loaded up somewhere around 349 so we're right around 350. Yeah, really well, proud well about that. Well,
1: that's an that's an incredible record and an incredible output and I'm sure everybody uh throughout the marching arts world that listens to these podcasts certainly thanks you and we all appreciate the work that you and everybody that works with you puts in. Yeah,
0: well, I mean the whole team works really hard and um we all play our part and it yeah, I mean it's you know we're just trying to make a difference. You know, we all we started back in 2010. We were all sitting around grousing about Shows We didn't like in the direction of this and that. And so, you know, if we've made some difference or helped somebody out, that's that's what we're trying to do. Anybody that has listened to this whole thing and has ideas for topics or guests, we're always looking for those. We have a giant list, but we're always looking for more. Um, you know, granted, we put out things that we're mo- really interested in or whatever, but um, there is a um contact. What is it? Some, I guess there's asked him a question on marchingroundtable.com, but there's also just a contact us, um, box that people can send us a note and we're always happy or send me an email at tim at marchingroundtable.com and just say, Hey, you should think about talking to this person. Every time I get one of those, I make a note. <laughs> so it's never just disregarded. It goes onto my list. Now it may take us a long time to get there. It may be that that person wasn't available. Um, we've actually ever only had one person who decided not to talk with us. And so if if there's somebody else that that they might not have been able to, some of these super busy people say, talk to me, you know, in January. And then if we can't get them, then then it might be a whole year, but we're trying.
1: Right. Right. Well, I understand. Well, as you always say, I guess it's about time to wrap up. So is
0: there any final thoughts that you've got for the audience? (laughs) No, I just, I hope I haven't made this sound tedious. It's really a lot of fun. It's really been very, very rewarding. The best part for me is just that I've had the opportunity to meet and talk to all these fantastic people. And, you know, and Joe and I and Mary, we all, we say all the time, everybody's great. You know, like they're all so nice. They're so willing to share what they know, you know, hardly ever do we meet anybody that's difficult or not just wonderful. And so that's the thing you have to remember everybody that's out there and they go to the shows and they're grousing about this, or I don't like this, or this person over here is horrible. Nobody's horrible you know even some of these people that people really complain about they're just really great people you know you you sit down and you talk to them on the phone or on Skype and they're just they're great and everybody loves the activity everybody wants it to be great so i you know it's one thing as much as i complain about things there's no question that everybody wants what's best for the activity and the marchers we may not agree with some of the things they say but i've been always been impressed everybody's wonderful they all want to do great work and they're happy to share it and that's been the best part well that's the thing i think that keeps the the
1: pageantry arts and marching arts community together is that shared interest in excelling at every possible level and certainly the the marching roundtable podcasts uh, give us an inside view into that world from so many different aspects and i for one have really enjoyed both getting to participate some, but even more importantly, getting to listen to a myriad of topics I would never have thought about or never understood, but have enjoyed to no end. So uh,
0: on okay. behalf of those of us who listen to you, uh, thank you very much, Tim. Oh, well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say that. And I certainly hope that we've been helpful and that people, if they do listen to a lot of them, I think they, I hope they get that sense. Everybody's wonderful. Everybody's willing to share and they're They're so smart. They're so talented. So hopefully we can keep those smart, talented people on the podcast for some time to come
1: well good luck with that tim listen thanks take care and
0: get to work on this one (laughs) i will thanks a lot see you you can find podcast topics or guests that interest you at our website at marchingroundtable.com just click on podcast archives and then search by area of interest you can also put a word or name in the search bar at our website and that will bring up all the podcasts or resource materials on that subject Find out about upcoming podcasts and guests by signing up for a free VIP membership at marchingroundtable.com. Then you'll receive our bi weekly newsletter and access to special podcasts and materials. And follow us on Facebook at facebookcom marchingroundtable or on Twitter at Marchroundtable. Thanks again to our sponsor, the Marching Roundtable Judges Academy, found at judgesacademy.com. And thanks to you for listening. The Marching Roundtable now has over 1,000 VIP members, listeners and fans who are following our podcast closely. If you or your company sponsor one of our podcasts, you'll have the ears of these listeners and many more like them who download thousands of podcasts each month hearing your sponsor message. These listeners also could see your ad on every page of our website. Plus, see your company name and a link to your website on our bi weekly newsletter or where our podcasts are located. Find out more by clicking on Sponsorship Opportunities at our website at MarchingRoundtable.com or contact Tim at Tim at Our listeners are the exact audience you're trying to reach.